you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Move the Sticks, presented by the Ford F-Series. DJ Bucky here. Bucky, we got a video show that's also an audio, so people listen to this on the pod. Hello to you. People watching, uh, hello to you. Hi. Hey, how's it going? What do we got, buddy? What do we got today? We got a lot of stuff going on. We have the Game of the Week breakdowns, Falcons and Patriots, Redskins, Eagles. Can Brent Hudley lead the Packers to the playoffs? And finally, we got these bold predictions of the week. See if you can go bold this week. Yeah, bold predictions that you nailed last week, buddy. You did a nice job with that. Again, all of our video stuff, if you guys are looking for it, if you're listening to this right now, nfl.com slash MTS video, or you can find it on NFL Now uh, for all your Move the Sticks uh, goodies here. All right, Buck, uh, big news here to start off the show. We know where the draft is going to be. Last year was epic in Philadelphia. We're going to stay in the NFC East, and we're going to go to a rival of the Eagles. We're headed to Dallas. What do you think, man? Things are always bigger in Texas. This should be an exciting deal when you think about the draft, having it go to Jerry World. Look at that arena right there, man. Indoors. Packed indoors. Uh, It should be an exciting time in the middle of the country. I'm excited to see what kind of show Dallas can put on because we know there will be a bunch of fans that go just to see their players. Yeah, I think we'll we'll see a bunch of people traveling there. It's very easy to get to forever. It's a direct flight, Dallas. You can get there from just about anywhere. So I think we'll see a bunch bunch of out-of-town fans there. We know that the, the Cowboy fans will be there in force. I'm looking forward to, though, how the Eagles get their revenge. Remember <laughs> last year? I think we might even have the uh, the clip of this last year with Drew Pearson at the draft. Unbelievable. I want to thank the Eagle fans for allowing me to have a career in the NFL. And on behalf of the five-time world champion, I can watch that a million times. It is still good. And we need to nominate a a former Eagles player to play that role. 
Uh, Brian Dawkins is it would be a good maybe he be he get him fired up for sure because he kind of morphs into Wolverine on game day. So I'm sure he'll he'll be very very excitable during that time. I think the big thing with Dallas, depending on how they finish, they could be really really obnoxious. Oh my god, having gosh. a draft in uh, Dallas woo. could be a lot. It could be a lot. Uh, I'm, look, it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. I'm just looking forward to seeing your mug. When we're going around doing all this work, seeing your mug up on that on the giant screen on the jumbotron. On the jumbotron. I mean, it's pretty big. It? I mean, it's yeah. Nobody. I tell you right now, nobody wants to see that much of me. I, I <laughs> guarantee you that. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's jump into some games here. We've really got two games of the week that we're going to talk about this week. The first is the Super Bowl rematch we saw last year, twenty-eight to three. We're probably seeing a million of those signs in the stadium. This you week. think? Yeah, probably. Uh, Patriots at home taking on the Atlanta Falcons. What are you looking for matchup-wise in this game, Buck? Look, whenever it comes down from the head coach that someone needs to touch the ball more, I think you can expect the Atlanta Falcons to feed Julio Jones. Julio Jones has not necessarily been the dominant force that he was a season ago, and they want to get him back on track. Last season, he averaged over 100 yards per game. He was a big-time factor, big-time playmaker, kind of did everything really setting the table for that offense. This time, you have a new offensive coordinator, Steve Sarkeesian. Haven't necessarily gotten him untracked. He's only averaging about 73 yards uh, per game receiving yards. They have to make him be a big-time factor. And because they've had so many communication busts in the back end of the Patriots secondary, I think Julio could go big in this one. Yeah, I'm looking for, in this game, maybe just flip him a reverse, get him a quick screen, tunnel screen, whatever. Just get the ball in his hands, easy completion early in the game. Let him get hit. Let him make a play. I think you'll see that confidence uh, start to build there for Julio in this passing attack. For me, the key to this football game, I think the Falcons' offense is going to get him out to a lead again, just as they did in the Super Bowl, and I think it really comes down to finishing. This is something this team has had an issue with fourth quarter this year. Uh, we saw the comeback by the Miami Dolphins not being able to finish. Obviously, we go back to the Super Bowl. That was an epic collapse. So I, I think they're going to be out in front again, Buck. I think the key to them is can they close out a game? Can you close it out with a pass rush? And can you close it out with your running <coughs> game? That's what they have to do to get this done. On draft day, we talked about their ability to add another fastball pitcher off the edge. Vic Beasley's not going to be in this one, but Tack McKinley can be a factor off the edge. They have to be able to heat up the pass rush. They don't want to necessarily commit to blitzing people, but they have to be able to get off the field. On offense, that means you got to run the ball. you got to run it out. You need to be able to run the clock out. And so can you run the ball when everyone knows that you have to run it? That yin and yang, that complimentary football formula that they have to play, we'll see if they can close it out against the Patriots this week. All right, let's flip it over to the other side here. New England Patriots, key to the ball game is what? they got to get the ball to Brandon Cooks. They need to use his ability to stretch the field to really create opportunities for Rob Gronkowski and Chris Hogan and other guys working underneath. Brandon Cooks was a big-time uh, acquisition. They still haven't gotten him up and going, but they need to find a way to make him be a guy that teams have to worry about. I like this matchup because Brandon Cooks has had success against NFC South opponents, obviously going back to his time with the Saints. They should target him early and often and look for him when he lines up on the left to take shots. That's how Tom Brady prefers to go about his business. Yeah, we've seen some flashes of Brandon Cooks and connecting with his quarterback and Tom Brady. Just want to see them consistently do it week after week. I'm going to say in this game specifically, you touched on it a little bit earlier. The Patriots, some of those big plays they gave up early in the season. You think back to the Chiefs game, the ball just flying over their head. Just keep the ball in front. Give up. Look, live to play another down. You're going to give up some plays to this this offense with the Atlanta Falcons. Just keep things in front of you. Secure tackles and avoid the big plays. I think that is absolutely a necessity for this Patriots team to have a chance because firepower-wise, offense to offense, huge edge, in my opinion, to the Atlanta Falcons. 
But if you can get some threes, force them to kick some threes instead of getting sevens, uh, that'll be big for this football team. Just keep the ball in front of you and tackle. That is the main thing. The Patriots have always been really good. at Look, you can have your way from 20 to 20, do a good job of bogging down and getting stops in the red zone. Same thing for this defense this year. Don't let the ball fly in front. Keep it in front of you. Don't let it fly over your head. If they do that, they certainly have a chance to win because I think their offense is going to score points on the Falcons. Team. All right, let's uh, let's pick a winner here. Who do you like in this one? I'm going to go to Patriots. I think it's tough to knock off the Patriots at home. I know the Falcons have the firepower to be able to get it done, but I just think the Patriots are going to continue to get better. That defense is getting better each week. I think they find a way to win. Well, I've got good news and bad news for the Falcons here. I think the Falcons win this game. I think they get out to a lead, and I think they actually – Hold on to that lead in this game. That's the good news. The bad news, you don't get a ring. You don't get a ring for winning this game. Unfortunately, the last time they played was a little more important, but I think the Falcons go on the road and they get it done. How about this Monday night matchup, Buck? Redskins, Eagles, going to get a chance to see one of the hottest teams in the NFL in the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at 5-1. I believe they'd be the number one seed in the NFC if this yep. ended right now. And the Redskins, I feel like one of the least talked about teams, very competitive sitting here at 3-2. and two. Yeah, I mean, two teams that have really been driven by the play of their quarterback. In Philadelphia, you talk about Carson Wentz. In Washington, it's all about Kirk Cousins and how he has been able to kind of reinvent his game with a new cast of weapons on the outside. I think it comes down to which quarterback plays better. Well, you mentioned which quarterback plays better. Let's expand this, not just this game, for the rest of the season. If I told you right now for your football team, you get one of these guys for the rest of the year, who are you taking? Man, it's tough because I kind of like both guys. But I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins. And the reason I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins is because I believe the veteran has learned how to change his game based on what he has around him. A season ago when he had Pierre Garçon and Deshaun Jackson, he was taking more shots. They were pushing the ball down the field. They were using all of the weapons. This year, he doesn't have the same cast of characters on the outside. He has changed his game where he's using the running backs and the tight ends, taking advantage of those matchups. He's efficient. He's effective. He is finding a way to give them consistent production, and that is what you expect from a guy that you're calling your franchise quarterback. And I'll go to the other side. I'll take Carson Wentz for the rest of the year just because, talking about a little bit bigger guy and to me he has some of those big Ben qualities being able to shrug off defenders uh, when they're in the pot when he's in the pocket able to escape and get away from some things look Kirk Cousins can run he's a mobile quarterback as well I think Wentz just a little bit better athlete a little bit bigger package when you look at what he can do for the football team and he's just the confidence just continues to soar I don't, I don't even think he's scratching the surface of what he can be I think Carson Wentz is a legitimate MVP candidate I would go with Wentz I mean, it's tough. I don't think you can go wrong. I'm really excited about the young player in Carson Wentz. I think the best thing that they've done in Philadelphia, they've balanced out that attack, taking some of the burden off of him having to throw 35, 40 times. As they've had a more balanced attack, he's been more efficient, more effective. All right, the matchup to watch inside this game. Let's go Redskins offensive line against the Eagles defensive line. And we can roll the tape on the Washington Redskins and kind of show you what we've been looking at when we study this group, Buck. And I like the fact that you've got a team that's a little bit creative in the run game. If you watch Brandon Sheriff here at right guard, you're going to see him. Uh, it's almost like a shot fake right here. Then going to come across the formation. It's a nice little trap here. You're going to see a puller. And look at the lane you have there for Chris Thompson. This is an easy 10-plus yard carry. Uh, nice little creativity with what you're doing up front in the offensive line. Then when you watch him in pass pro, you're going to see a pristine pocket here against the San Francisco 49ers. Now nothing opens up down the field. And that's going to give a lane for Kirk Cousins to take off and run and kind of help substitute what they're doing in the running game. So he's been outstanding. Kirk has, and I think some of it you have to look what they're doing up front, running the football, taking some pressure off him that way, and then just give him a nice clean pocket. Yeah, I mean, they've done a really good job up front. Their offensive line doesn't get a lot of credit, but they should be. They're one of the top five offensive lines in football. And when they're able to control the game at the line of scrimmage, 
the Washington Redskins are a very, very tough team. But in facing a Philadelphia Eagles defense that is absolutely playing well, and part of the reason they're playing so well is because right up front, they can control the game. Talk about Fletcher Cox being able to be a dominant player. Chris Long giving some contributions. Derek Barnett and others. They can throw out so many guys at you that they just wear you down with the sheer numbers that they have up front. Jim Schwartz to simplify the defense. These guys are going. They're getting after it. It's going to be an interesting battle to watch who is able to control the line of scrimmage in this game. All right, pick a winner. Who do you like here, Buck? I'm going to Washington Redskins. I'm going with the quarterback. I think Kirk Cousins finds a way to make enough plays to push them over the top. This is a great game. It's competitive. The Eagles really can kind of seal the deal if they get it done. I think Washington understands that pressure. They rise up and meet the challenge. I think it's a back-and-forth game, back-and-forth. I think Carson Wentz ends up just making one more play than Kirk Cousins. I like the Philadelphia Eagles to get this done at home. Now, look, that's uh, us picking a couple ball games. If you want to see every game on the NFL slate, get picked. Tune in to NFL Pick'em. That's Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. We've got our podcast. What other podcasts we got involved in? Oh, well, we got Game Theory Money. Yep. They're, they're on it. Uh, we also have the Heroes. I guess around, they call themselves. Yeah, so-called yeah. Heroes. Yeah, around the, the NFL, NFL guys are also picking. And then DDFP. Yeah, a little Damashek. Damashek gets in. He usually gets Ike in there with him, maybe a little MJD. You never know what you're going to get Never there. know. Uh, but anyway, check that out. That's Saturdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on NFL Network. Brett Hundley, Buck, we're going to see him with the Green Bay Packers now. Aaron Rodgers, broken collarbone. He's out for a significant period of time. When we watch Brett Hundley and what you see last week, why don't you go into the tape of what you saw when he got onto the field against a very good Minnesota Vikings? You know, this is a player that's really improved in his three years in the National Football League. He's really gotten better. Started out to a bit of a slow start. When you see the Green Bay Packers, it's a lot of quick game. Here we see a simple slant-flat combination. Uh, not really a good job with the route. Got undercussed. Ball is deflected. Typically, it leads to interceptions. But what I liked about Brent Hundley is he came back and responded in really outstanding fashion. Here we're going to see a quick route, tight window throw, triple slants. Ball is thrown in. You talk about fitting it in a mailbox. Outstanding throw. This is also what Brent Hundley gives you. A little athleticism and mobility. Wait, get rid of the ball. Ball is not able to come out on time. Extends the play a little bit. Their scramble drills are outstanding. The Green Bay Packers find a way to create big plays off their scrambles. Brent Hundley gives you that. He's not Aaron Rodgers, but he can do some of those Aaron Rodgers things on Bef- offense. Before we get to what this means for the Packers for the remainder of the season, real quick, going back to your college notes, I know I had a chance to look at mine. Uh, what did you find when you looked at those UCLA notes for Brett? I thought he was athletic. I gave him B-plus in terms of his arm talent. I thought he did a great job throwing quicks, rollouts, things where he could get on the move and uh, utilize his dual threat capability. Big thing for him, held the ball a long time in the pocket, and his deep ball accuracy was a bit of a concern. He's improved that during the time that I've seen him in the preseason. We'll see what it's like when the bullets are flying. Yeah, almost too content to hang in the pocket. I want to see him use that athleticism, get out a little bit more. 125 sacks he took at UCLA. Woo, that's a lot of sacks. Or one game, I think at double digits. Where you're, we were ten, ten about sacks against Utah his final Woo. season. Yeah, so he's got to do a better job getting the ball out, get him on the move, get him comfortable. I, you know, when you look at this team going forward, Buck, I, I'm not eliminating them from playoff contention. I am eliminating them from Super Bowl contention. Yeah. But I think this team, there's enough parts around Brett Hundley. <clears throat> I think they're going to be competitive. I think they're going to be, you know, in that nine-win range. I think they've got a shot. I wouldn't rule them out of the postseason just yet. I wouldn't rule them out because they have a really good coaching staff. Mike McCarthy will find a way to put Brett Hundley in his sweet spot, in his comfort zone, and that might be enough to get them to ten wins. Ten wins is – Ten wins typically will get you into the postseason. I can see the Packers very well going into the playoffs. All right, before we get to our bowl predictions, which you crushed last week, I want to talk just real quick on some options 
facing the Indianapolis Colts right now. It's it's an interesting situation when you look at them at the quarterback position. Andrew Luck has been hurt, still not out there. Looks like he had a little bit of a setback. We don't know when he's coming back. <coughs> Jacoby Brissett has played well for them at the quarterback position. It was a good move acquiring him from the New England Patriots. They're staring more than likely at a top pick. Maybe not right number Edison one at over. number seven. Yeah, they're in the top ten pick range. So you could be in a situation where you – Maybe you you try and turn around and trade Brissett again, just acquired him. Maybe you spin him off to somebody else. You could be in a situation where you draft the quarterback of the future, or you could be in a situation which maybe people would think would crazy just based on reputation and, and the way he played early in his career. If he comes back healthy, do you maybe even consider shopping Andrew Luck? I don't know if Andrew Luck would ever be what we thought he was going to be when he came out. I think this is really an evaluator and a team builder's dream. You have a quarterback in place, obviously, in Andrew Luck. You have another quarterback that looks promising in Jacoby Brissett. You have a top 10 pick that we already know. But the quarterback that is coming off of injury could probably net you two, maybe three first-round picks. If I'm the Indianapolis Colts and I am a confident team builder, I may parlay Andrew Luck into those three first-round picks and really go about rebuilding my team to give me the best chance to win. We could talk about one of these top quarterbacks that could be in the 2018 class. One of those guys could be a developmental prospect that we think can eventually be a guy that is a franchise quarterback. Jacoby Brissett is there. He can be the bridge quarterback for a year or two, win games while that guy develops. You would then have maybe three or four first-round picks to attack what are some significant holes in that roster. Pass rusher, defensive playmakers, Maybe an additional offensive playmaker. I think the team would be better overall if you jettison Andrew Luck. All right, let's. Uh, that's 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 really bold. We're not even got to our bold predictions yet, but that's a bold take. My thing is, how about some facts here? And this because people will freak out about this. You guys are prisoners of the moment. You've forgotten how great Andrew Luck is. These are just some things that are irrefutable. There have been injuries. The durability is a concern. Right? Two of the last three seasons, he's pretty much missed you, so significant you, time. That's a fact. I believe it's a fact. Go back and look it up. What happened when Matt Hasselbeck stepped into the lineup? This team was winning more football games than they were with Andrew Luck that year. That is a that's very not valid that's point. not an opinion. That's a fact. And then you look at the leverage situation that they have. It's probably never going to be. You know, have this opportunity again where you could get your quarterback of the future, or you could stick with Jacoby Brissett, and build around him. You have a lot of options, is what I'm getting at. I'm gonna say something. This could be the equivalent of the Herschel Walker trade. For the Dallas Cowboys. If you think about where Herschel Walker was able to net the Dallas Cowboys in building those teams of the 90s, Andrew Luck could have a similar impact for the Indianapolis Colts. I think you have to consider it because he could certainly help them build a team that could be a lasting contender for a while. All right. Let me just throw this out to you and see if you track with me on this. What would you do if the Jacksonville Jaguars called and said, we'll give you our first-round pick – Yannick Ngakwe, who's a is a stud young pass rusher, and let's uh, let's say you want to throw in uh, you know let's throw in one of those receivers. You could throw in one of those receivers, an offensive player. So you've got a pass rusher, a first round pick, and an offensive player of your choice. At Jacksonville, I would think would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, uh, Jacksonville absolutely would do it. But I don't want I don't want any players from Jacksonville. What I would rather have are future number ones. Okay. I want to have enough currency where. Because so, if I get the one this year to go with my current one, I have two ones this year. I get a one from them for next year that give me two more ones that are four guys that I'm talking about in the high cotton where I can go and really retool this roster. I already have a quarterback in place in Jacoby Brissett that I know can start. I can take one of those 2018 quarterbacks, get him ready for 2019 and 2020, and I feel better about how we're progressing. And all this is fun because it's inside the division. There is zero chance no. the Indianapolis Colts would trade Andrew Luck 
within their division. They have to find another dance partner. If they but imagine that. what they It'd could be fun. do. So imagine if they traded him to, say, the San Francisco 49ers, who yep. need a quarterback as well. Like, there are a lot back, of options. Luck goes back to the Bay Area. I like your yeah, thinking there. Well, First-round pick. So that's a fun one just to kick around. Uh, how about some bowl predictions here, Buck? Let's uh, Before we get to this week's bowl predictions, let's flip back to last week where, uh, where you got this one right. How about Adrian Peterson goes for 100 yards in his debut for the come Cardinals? On, come on, Buck. Come on, 100 yards. Like, is this, is this, a, is this uh, for the season, or are we talking about No, no, no. Right, right now against the Bucks, they give it to him 25 times. He goes for 100, puts a couple balls in the paint. Wow. How about the snark you're getting across the table from me on there? Yeah, that's that's unnecessary. You end up, you end up looking smart and making me look like a jerk. Uh, all right, let's let's jump into this. i got to try and get lucky and hit one of these things here. Right, here so I'll, I'll lead us off. Bold prediction. We talked a little bit earlier about Brett Hundley. I'm going to say Brett Hundley has a big game. How big? I'm going to say he accounts for four touchdowns. I don't know how they're coming in terms of the running variety, the passing variety, but the total is going to be four. He's going to have a big week this week. Brett Hundley. That's uh, that's a bold prediction for me. Four <clears throat> touchdowns. That is a bold prediction because the last three weeks the Saints defense has been playing pretty well, only giving up 17 points per game, nine takeaways, three defensive touchdowns. So if he has a good game, it says a lot about his talent and ability. All right, I'm a double down. I'm gonna go for my second bold prediction, and I don't know if it gets oh my goodness. bolder than this. <laughs> this this is on my run. Then I, I, I can't believe Deshaun Kaiser is back in the lineup. That's been a yo-yo thing here with the quarterback position for the Cleveland Browns for I don't know a uh, hundred years. Uh, they've been just jerking guys in and out of the 20 lineup. quarterbacks they've played like in the last 43 games. That's ridiculous. Uh, but Kaiser back in the lineup, and he's going to get it done. The Browns win their first game of the year against the Tennessee Titans, Buck. Yeah, hold up. Wait a uh, they're going to win up. their first game. So The Brownies, let me, done. I got my glasses on. So you can rack this and play it back next week. The Browns get the first win of the season this Sunday. against. Did, did you see how the Titans ran the ball? I, See how Marcus Mariota looked? I know, but we challenged the Browns' manhood a little bit after last week, after after the Houston wow. Texans sliced them and diced them. They're, they're going to bounce back. Kaiser's going to run around, make some plays. The Brownies get it done. Miles Garrett, Buck, don't sleep on him. Three I'm sacks not, in I'm two not games. Sleeping on him. Kaiser Sose. That's, it, my bold, that's my bold prediction. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, what, give, give me something here. What well, you know, I love, I love going out on a limb, and I love taking the people's champ, and I know nothing more than people enjoy than Jay Cutler. <laughs> I know that Jay Cutler is a fan favorite, particularly down in Miami right now. And I'm going to say that Jay Cutler is going to bring a lot of joy to the South Florida fans this week. 300 yards, three touchdowns, or as we say, three tubs against the Jets. Miami Dolphins finally break out on offense. No, Buck, see, this is the, uh, it's the, uh, it's the bold prediction segment. So yeah, there we go. Something like Jay Cutler. Bold. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is going to – Because you don't have anything about – because he could throw three touchdowns and three interceptions. That uh, would kind of be a – No, no, no. Three, 300. Three and three. Bold predictions. Bold. Bold. But if you think that's bold, I have a bolder one. What do you got? Well, I hope you got a bolder one. I don't think that's that bold. After last week, you, went, three. Here we you go. went big last week. San Francisco 49er fans, get ready to celebrate this weekend. You have found your new franchise quarterback in C.J. Beathard. He is going to get the first win now of the C.J. Beathard era now this is in San Francisco. Cowboys coming off a bye. Two oh, yeah. weeks to prepare for this. I can't say. Last time I said print the shirts, I got it. I can't say print the shirts, but, like, go ahead and print the headlines. Get the papers ready. San Francisco Chronicle, get ready. 49ers get their first win behind C.J. Beathard. C.J. 
That's how CJ. Uh, that's my percentage. I'm oh my god, are you crazy? But it's zero CJ zero percent here. I don't know if you can Bether. see that at all, but it says zero percent. CJ yeah, Bether. No, it's not first happening. First win. First up. Okay. All right. I'm I shouldn't doubt you. You got it back. you got it right last I got a CJ. We'll see if you do a CJ. Maybe he does it again this week. Well, Bucky, I love it when we get uh, big-time players on the pod and Absolutely. on the show and get a chance to visit with them. And we do a lot of it as we march towards the draft. And one of my favorite players to watch this year is at the University of Washington, and, that, and that's wide receiver Dante Pettis. One of the best route runners in the country, and, and I think I can say it with certainty, without question, the best punt returner in the nation. Dante, thanks for joining us today, man. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. I, first of all, how has how the, the season gone? I know you guys had, had a rough one the other night, but overall just early impressions on what this football team is right now and where, where you guys are headed. Yeah, I mean, you know, that loss the other night was a little upsetting, but, um, you know, it might have been good for us in the long run. Uh, you know, it kind of propelled us forward. We got a little new edge to us now. You know, Dante, it's always um, one of the things I'm fascinated by is wide receivers that can return punts. The fact that you are tied as the NCAA career leader with eight punt return touchdowns. Talk about what uh, you've been able to accomplish as a punt returner. How has it been so easy for you to put the ball in the paint? <laughs> um, I don't really know if it's just me. Uh, the guys in front of me blocking do a tremendous job. Um, you know, they're, They know if I get a little bit of space, I can get something done. So they work their butts off to, to get me that space. And um, we do – we work on that a lot during practice. And so uh, it's really just a team effort. All right, I'm going to hit you with a pop quiz because I was at the playoff game last year against Alabama. Early mm -hmm. in that game, I might have been you guys' first drive of the game. Uh, mm -hmm. You hit a big one over the top. You, you score on a touchdown. So I'm going to ask you what the play call was, see if yep. you can remember it, who was covering and what? And do you remember what leverage they were in and what coverage they were in? So I'm a little pop quiz for you here from last year's <laughs> playoff game against Alabama. It was a what was a play? It was I don't remember the because we changed a, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what was the, your route? Like, How about your route? How about your route? I had a I had a it was like a hitch and go basically, mm -hmm. and yeah. so um, he was playing inside leverage, and I kind of knew that he drives hard on short routes so i just gave him a little fake and um that was pretty much it i think it was marlon humphrey if i'm not mistaken too marlon humphrey uh mm -hmm. jumped up yeah, on, oh yeah we've got the, we've got the video we've got the picture evidence here of uh of humphrey staring at you as you're catching the ball <laughs> over the shoulder so it can confirm that yeah. no you look in that in that game early on man you you guys got it rolling a little bit i thought you guys were competitive if not for I think it was what it was Scarborough that popped it, popped yep. a long run, but you guys were right with them mm -hmm. uh, throughout that game. Um, go ahead, Buck. You want to jump yeah, in? And, and obviously, like you took Marlon Humphrey over the top, but you had an opportunity each day in practice to play against some really highly touted defensive backs: Marcus Peters, Buda Baker, Kevin King. What have you learned from your experience in competing against those guys on a daily basis? You can never take a playoff. Um, doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter if it's a run play. They can. You know, if a good DB is going to be around the ball. And so um, you can really just never take a playoff. doesn't matter who you're playing. What, what, have, uh, what have you been able to learn from this coaching staff at the University of Washington? I know you guys put, put out John Ross last year. I just look at the way that you run routes and how precise you are and understand how to set players up. You talk about leverage, uh, having a good mm -hmm. feel for the game. What have you learned since you've been on campus there at UW that's made you the receiver you are right now? Um, I think the biggest thing is just a worth work ethic, uh, you know, whether that's getting out to practice and, 
working a little bit harder than I did the day before, watching more film um, than I had previously been. Uh, I, I don't think it's specific things. I think it's just the kind of mindset that these coaches instilled in me. You know, in, in thinking about working every day, obviously you pay close attention to the Sunday game. What players would you say that you model your game after? So there's a lot of guys that I like to watch. Um, I don't know. I'd say the top two that I watch, uh, I guess, m- most frequently would be uh, Odell and Amari Cooper. Uh, what did, what do you like about their games, and what have you been able to take from their games to put in yours? Odell just does I don't know the way he plays the game so much passion, uh, you know a lot of different things that I like about him. Um, the way he goes up and attacks the ball, most of his routes, um, what he can do with the ball after uh, after the catch, and then Amari Cooper. Um, I really like the way he runs routes too. Uh, a lot of his releases are something that I try to implemented my game um you know he goes up and fights for the ball as well uh there's just a lot of different things that each you know receiver does that i try to kind of take from their game you know so when i was had a chance to watch you on tape you kind of reminded me of a guy that came out of maryland stefan Diggs, who plays for the minnesota vikings and mm-hmm. what i liked about your game in comparison to stefan um i thought both of you guys were very very clean route runners i thought both of you guys were special when you had the ball in your hands. Have you had a chance to see Stefan Diggs play at all? Yeah, I definitely have. I, uh, like I said, I watch a ton of different uh, guys, and he's definitely one of them I watch too. Um, and I do like the way that he plays. I've, I've heard that comparison before, so when I first heard that, I was like, all right, let me go watch the film, see what he does, see what I can pull from his game. I'll tell you what, well, I, I see some of that as well. I'll just real quick, when I watch, I don't know, do you remember Derek Mason? Played for a long time. I was around him when I was working with the Baltimore Ravens. He played for the Tennessee Titans. Mm-hmm. He was somebody that yep. came into the league as a returner and then developed into an outstanding wide receiver. I, to me, I think you got a little bit of D-Mace uh, in your game there. I'm mm-hmm. I, I'm a big fan of the way you play. Now, your family, you. this is kind of the family business in terms of being in professional athletics. Your dad now <laughs> is, is coaching with Houston Astros, still alive, battling the Yankees in the, uh, in the ALCS. Yeah. But I had some people here that, that that were big fans of your dad, older than me, okay? Like, I remember your dad a little <laughs> bit. I was younger. But we asked some people in there. We said, man, he was one of the fastest baseball players that I remember. Mm-hmm. So, in, in your dad's prime, in your prime, let's put the distance. I know baseball is a 60, right? They run a 60. You're going to have to run a 40. Mm-hmm. So, let's split the difference. Let's put you guys at 50, 50-yard race, a sprint. Mm-hmm. Dad in his prime, you in your prime, who wins? I'm going with me. I gotta go with me, <laughs> Gary. I have a feeling your dad, Gary, might might have something different to say about yeah, that. Yeah, he would he he would say him, but no, <laughs> I think I would win. Now I have a question because your dad was such a prominent baseball player. Did you play baseball growing up? Yeah, I did. Okay, do you feel like as a punt returner, some of the skills that you learned playing baseball have helped you become a better punt returner? Yeah, and not just a punt returner, you know, receiver too, tracking a ball. Whether you're like looking up over your shoulder, trying to find it, you know, um, pack, uh, tracking a baseball is one of the hardest things to do. And so, uh, you know, how, for how small it is. And so when you get a football that's not moving as wickedly as a baseball does, it's definitely a lot easier. All right, before we get to our three H questions, which we'll explain in just a second. Now, your cousin, Austin Pettis, uh, mm-hmm. was somebody that I scouted at Boise State back in the day, wide receiver. So mm-hmm. I've pulled up my report, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to ask you to play a little over-under because I got his weight room numbers here from Boise State. So mm-hmm. I need you to tell me with your numbers whether you're high okay. or low off your cousin here. We have a little, a little rivalry. All right, All right, so 
I think he's got you in weight because he was 203 when I was in there. Where's your weight yep. at right now? Dante? I'm at like 195 right now. Okay, so it's an advantage right there. Austin's Austin's yep. got you one here. All right, vertical. I feel confident for you because <laughs> would you want to take a guess what your cousin's vertical was? This is it. This is at school. He might have updated at the combine, but this was at the school. 33. 32. You got okay. that, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah, by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Broad jump 10-7. Yeah, I got that. Considerably, yeah. Okay. Uh, he benched two ninety. How how are you there? Uh, he's got me there. <laughs> <laughs> clean. He cleaned two ninety one. Two ninety one. Uh, yeah, I got I got him on clean though. Okay, there you go. And then squat was four forty. Ooh, that might be a good one. We're gonna um, go tie on that one. Yeah, I'm not sure. I we haven't uh, max squatted in a long time, but. Uh, I'm definitely pretty close to that. All right, tail of the tape. I think you're winning a close one. The last thing that I have in my background notes here is it, everybody at the school told me that he was a heck of a basketball player. Have you played hoops with him? Yeah, he's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. So, Dante, it's something that we do here. We have a thing where we call the three H's. So we always want to know mm-hmm. your greatest highlight, your greatest hardship, and who is your hero. So throughout <laughs> your time, your career, what has been your greatest highlight? Uh, Pac-12 championship last year. That's a good one. That was uh, – you guys didn't even make that close either against Colorado. It wasn't very competitive. Yeah. Well, it was a fun game. <laughs> yeah, for you it was. <laughs> How about your greatest hardship? Could be on the field, could just be in life in general, something you've had to overcome. Um, I think last year's loss to USC was very hard. Um, a lot of guys took it. You know, pretty hard, and uh, that was one thing that we had to really battle back from. And final thing, who is your hero? My brother, I would say. Just He's gone through a lot of stuff in his life, and um, the way he always fights back is really admirable to me. All right, now, is this is – this, how many brothers do you have? Just one. Just one. Now, is this the, is he the one that's, that's in the uh, – what is it, Days of Our Lives? He's in a soap opera, isn't he? Yeah. Is it, so yeah. what what is his role? I have, I have, I haven't seen Days of Our Lives in a long time. What is it, what's his character on the show and uh, and how is he as an actor? I need you to break him down. So he uh his role is a highly functioning autistic teen and he's one of like the main character's sons. So he's in the show quite a lot. Um and it's a little bit weird to watch because it's a soap opera so he's like overacting. <laughs> and <laughs> It's it's kind of hard to judge his acting because when you know the actor, you're always looking at them as the person and not the character. That is a th- so he'll <laughs> so he'll do something, and I'm like, oh, that's you know, that's Kyler doing this. That's what he does in his everyday life. But really, it's just him like trying to portray the character. That is a thorough acting breakdown. How about that? that is phenomenal. <laughs> hey, man, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. Yeah, of course. And as a as a Padre fan, I'm just rooting for whoever can beat the Dodgers. So if that's the Astros, <laughs> I wish your dad and the Astros as much luck as possible. Man, hey, good luck Thank the rest you. of the season. We'll catch up with you down the road. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well, Buck, when we had Christian Kirk on a couple weeks ago, I, man, you don't get more polished than that. And then we bring on Dante Pettis. It's the same type of guy. Man, what impressive young guys we've got in college football right now. Uh, the first thing I thought, thought about when he was talking, he's a pro. I mean, he understands that he gets it from a big-picture perspective. I think he's going to play for a long time at the next level because he understands the process and what it takes to be a, a 
terrific player. Now he's a four-down guy, too, being able to, to do what he does on special teams as well as what he does as a wide receiver. A real good player there in Dante Pettis. Thanks again uh, for having him on. That was a great get for the guys behind the glass. Thanks for getting that done. Uh, let's go to the college football picks, my least favorite part of the show. Uh, we can show last week – uh, Buck had a nice week. Actually, everybody had a nice week. You guys are all seven and four. Bucky, Kent, and Sully seven and four. And I'm six and five. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Texas. Appreciate that. <laughs> there. Uh, we look at the season overall. Now I'm solo back in last place, 45 and 32. You're just a game ahead of me, Buck. And then Sully and Kent, Kent up there at the very tippy top of the board. But we've got a chance to catch up because we got two two point games this week. The first of which, Michigan at Penn State, which is a huge game. And Happy Valley. We'll pick that game in just a second, Buck. But I, I want to roll a little bit of sound we had from earlier in the week on Tuesday's podcast. We had James Franklin on to talk about Saquon Barkley and, and had some great insight on Barkley. But also had a chance to ask him about the schedule upcoming for Penn State. Spoiler alert, it's not easy. Well, it'd be a lot cooler if the conference broke those three games up and we didn't have them in a row. Uh, you know, that, that's why you play big-time football. That's why, you, you know, come to a place like Penn State for these challenges. You know, um, you know, I'd make the argument that our division, our side of the conference, you know, you can make argument, you know, maybe the best in college football. you got Penn State, Michigan State, Ohio State, and Michigan uh, all on the same side of the conference. Yeah, and they uh, their schedule, they go Michigan this week, Ohio State the following week, and then Michigan State. So they have a murderous row coming up here for James Franklin and Nittley Lions. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a very tough schedule. I'm 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 kind of perplexed. I'm I'm having cold feet right now. Oh, you're gonna, don't change your pick yet. By the way, if you want to catch the rest I'm of having, the, that having. James Franklin interview, just go nfl.com/mtsvideo. Uh, you can find it there. It had some really fascinating stuff. Some I'm conflicted because I really like James Franklin. I really I like, like him too. Don't, I like him a lot. But are you gonna you're not gonna you're gonna go again? Are you gonna change up again? Hold up. So let's go through the picks right now. This is a I'm two really pointer. Conflicted. Michigan, Penn State. Saquon Barkley running towards the Heisman Trophy. Because I look at the sheet right here, it says Bucky, DJ, Sully, Kent, all taking I'm all Penn State. So you know what happens. But now I'm they, – they, they asked me too soon. So now they you're switching me, it? They, they asked me too soon. Do we have the breaks thing, you guys, behind the glass? They, I thought about, they asked oh, me, they asked you're, me you're too switching soon. it? Or are you switching it? Soon. They asked me too soon. Okay, go ahead. Like, they asked me too early early in the week. It's early in the week. It's before I've had my hot chocolate. I'm, so I'm now, not focused. So now, so now you're going lone wolf. And you're partying. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so Michigan, fighting Rich Eisens. Okay. I feel. I just feel like. I feel like if you guys all know something, this doesn't smell right. We spoke to their coach earlier in the week, Bucky. He seemed pretty confident. Michigan beat the tar out of him last year. Beat the brakes out of him. All right. And as my dad says, that leaves a scar. It leaves a scar. So I'm gonna say that they haven't pulled a scab off. Ooh, I'm all right, Bucky. Going for it here. I'm gonna be out of last place. And I'm coming time. back. I'm coming back. Either I'm catching Sully, or I'm gonna fall all the way to the bottom. Man, this is hero or zero approach. All right, now we've. Oh my gosh! Oh, it's another one. Y'all hit me early. USC at Notre Dame. This Y'all hit is me a early. Pointer. You hit Sam, me too early. Sam Donald and that offense started to figure things out a little bit in the second half last week. I know uh, they're going to be missing some guys. With Josh Fatu, their starting D tackle is out. Rasheem Green is beat up. I don't know if he's going to play or not. So they go a little bit soft in the middle, potentially, throwing some young guys out there against Notre Dame and, and Adams in that run game. And mm. Wimbush can run it around. Mm. I say that because I'm looking at this sheet here, and it says Bucky's mm. going Notre Dame. Mm. And it says Sully and Kent also going Notre Dame. So until Bucky changes his mind, right now mm. I stand as the only one picking USC. 
Here's what scares me. I saw Notre Dame play Georgia. Georgia looked a little more athletic that day. It was a close game. A little more athletic. A little bit. And I don't have the opportunity. I want to text BK and see if they're going to have the grass. That's Brian Kelly, for those that don't know. I want, they're, I want on, to text, they're, on initial, they're on initial basis. I, I want to text him and see if they're going to have the grass high this week or if they can cut it low. I Ooh, think this yeah. is a high week. I'm going to stick with Notre Dame, but I want to put an asterisk. You're going to stay with Notre Dame? I'm going to stay with Notre Dame. But check, check my Twitter <laughs> Saturday morning. My gut may feel differently. I'm no, no, no. This is in. This is locked in right now. You can't call BK and change your mind. This is it right now. I'm waiting to find out if they're going to no, water the grass. No, no, no. I want them to no, water the no, grass. No. I want them to water the grass. I want it a little muddy. If it's muddy, I'm all about Notre Dame. All right. Well, that I'm going with Notre Dame. I'm going with Notre Dame. Okay. You got Notre Dame. You're locked in. I'm still one more time for me. Thank you, Sully, back there. One more time. Thank you. Okay. I'll go with USC. Oklahoma State at Texas. This is just a standard one-point game, and – I can't Man, believe you turned your back on Texas. I went with them last week. They screwed me. Finish the game, boys. You're, you're right. You're, you're coming back. You're playing like, well. I feel like, how are you going to break up the with game. You broke up with them after one week. I bought them. I bought them. I sold them. <laughs> I once, true story, I once, I once bought a cat. No, no, a dog. I once bought a dog, took it home, and the dog barked all night long. You took it back? I took it back the next day. I bought the dog for $200. I returned it the next day. They said, we can't give you a full refund. I said, oh, what can you give me? They said, we'll give you $100. I said, that's fine. I rented a dog for one day. <laughs> story. Horrible. You're heartless. Yeah, I couldn't do it. The thing barked heartless. all night long. I couldn't oh, sleep. Horrible. Cut your losses. That's what I did there. So, all right, let's, uh, let's go on uh, Oklahoma State for everybody. Four, clean sweep. That's no fun. No, Let's go to the next fun. game, Louisville at Florida State. Now we've got a little something different here. We do have a little something. Who, you, who do you like, Buck? I'm going to go Florida State. I'm going to go Florida State as well. Kent goes Florida State. Sully behind the glass. I think Sully's just manufacturing stuff. Come on, Sully. Have you seen Louisville? Yeah, I have. I, I'm Boston College beat them to death running the ball. I'm rolling. I'm rolling with Louisville. I got. I got. I'm rolling with the, actually the whole state of Kentucky. We'll get to the other game in a bit. Okay. Here, here's my bold oh. prediction in this college game. Cam Akers, you may not have heard the name. Oh, he's I know run, the name. He's run for two bills. 200. 200. He's nasty. 200 on Louisville. What's he going to do in the second half, Buck? Oh, I mean, he may. He may Get another he, 200? He may, he may, I mean, they may rush. Well, if you're going to go bold against that Louisville defense, 200 I mean, ain't bold. Oh, it's not. No. It's not. I mean, Boston College. Oh, oh bad. All right. Let's uh, Oklahoma, Kansas State. What the heck? Why are we all – I can't catch up when you guys all pick the same team. Oklahoma, clean sweep. Everybody taking Oklahoma on the road against the Fighting Snyders. Uh, okay. Well, that's, again, no fun. No, no, fun. no, no fun. It's no fun this weekend. I, no we fun. need another drop of like, wah, wah, wah. Yeah, somebody. Oh, we all have the same one. That's, same that's one. no fun. That's no fun. Wyoming. At, another one. Wyoming, Boise State. No one's taking Wyoming? We got Nobody the hot shot quarterback. Josh Allen. Here we go. It's you not Josh Allen. It's the rest of the team. Right. That's true. Boise State. Come to break. Are you gonna flip it? Are you gonna flip it? Pump the break. I oh, just can't. I just can't. If are you everybody, gonna go Wyoming? Go. I'm gonna go Wyoming. This is why I'm gonna oh. go Wyoming. Didn't Boise State had a big win last week? Big yeah, win last San week. San Diego State. Yeah. yeah. They can't handle success. Wyoming went on the road and beat Utah State. They can't. Ha- they can't handle success. Let's go Wyoming. Josh Allen. Let's make sure we throw four touchdowns for the good team, not the bad team. All right. Let's go through the rest of the picks here. This is a uh, rapid fire here. We got Central Florida Navy. Uh, everybody took Central Florida. Scott Frost. He's going to enjoy his last uh, – Right before he comes back home, come home to mama. Come home to mama. At the University of Sully. Uh, we've got uh, Bama, Tennessee. Hey, Sully, who'd you pick? Did you pick Tennessee? No. 
Yeah. Sucker. How are you not going to pick your alma mater? I would pick, We're going to get beat by I would, 60. I would pick take App your, State against Alabama. They should I take your degree. Uh, yeah. Syracuse at Miami. Uh, everybody picked Miami. These these games stink. They stink. Kentucky I mean, at Mississippi State. Now we've got some variants here. Bucky, who you got? Oh, you Mississippi State. You went Mississippi State. I went Mississippi State. I went Kentucky for no reason. Uh, Sully also went Kentucky. I went Mississippi State. State. I, didn't, I didn't know that. See, that's what happens when you call me when I'm sleepy. And you asked for my picks. Yeah. They switched well, like, them up. You yeah, are like, king of switching like, these things up. No, I mean, I hadn't thought about it yet. I hadn't processed it. All right, Bucky, tell the folks, if they don't know, when they can catch this crazy uh, Move the Stick show that we do. Oh, you can hear our 10 takeaways. Sunday night, Monday morning. It's right there for you. We're going to talk about 10 observations from Sunday's games. We're going to give it to you hot and fresh. It's right there when you wake up. Make sure you get it. What website can you go to if you want to catch up on all the videos? Oh, NFL.com slash MTS video. You can also find it on NFL Now, and uh, you can uh, go to YouTube. If you want to go to YouTube.com slash NFL, got some goodies for you there as well. Um, I think that's going to do it for us. That was fun, man. Pettis was awesome. Got a little listen to, to our conversation with Coach Franklin, which was a lot of fun, chatting with him and digging into Andrew Luck. Bucky said it. He's gone. He's trading him. See you later. Ouchie. He's out. All right, that's going to do it for us here. This has been Move the Six, presented by the Ford F-Series. Thank you for watching or listening and whatever you're doing, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.